You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Hey, old fuckos. This is uh, your, your boy DZ and your buddy Rudy. What's up? We're rolling back from the Wilderness uh, Indoor Todd Hawkins Memorial shoot. Uh,. Rudy was just me and Rudy were just talking. Rudy, you were telling me about how the the medical establishment gave us uh, opiates with no discernment, and now expect us to trust them with the vaccine. What, do you want to finish your thought on that? Um, I think that the record speaks for itself. Don't you think? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you for weighing in on that topic. Um, so we just shot the wilderness shoot. It is the Todd Hawkins Memorial shoot. Um. Pretty badass shoot, I must say. Rudy, what did you think? Oh, there were some beasts there today, man. Let me tell you. There were some fucking beasts, dude. And I can't remember who it was. Someone was saying something like, oh, I'm so glad. Like, there's way less pressure here than there was at Pacifica. And I was like, what are you talking about? There's fucking monsters all around us, man. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the days of uh, slacking off are over if you want to be strong in this game around here anyways yeah that's that's i feel that i mean i've never been one to call myself a slacker but you know i used to get by just on my looks at these things and now <laughs> that ain't happening well i used to put work in for this and i still find time to put the work in but it's not you know filling filling holes in the boat ain't gonna get you there you gotta you gotta legit do some real practice and so it showed a little bit today. Uh, I had a great time. Let's see. Uh, the way we rolled was two qualifying rounds, and then it went into what Doug Rosen called an NCAA-type bracket uh, match play. And uh, see, first qualifier um, went cool. I think I placed fifth. I think I placed fifth or something. Didn't shoot too good on the first one. Second qualifier... Your boy shot a 300. I got a 25x300, which is decent, right? You know, was it you that said not too bad? Yeah, I said that's not bad. <laughs> he said it's not too bad, and I said, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "25x is respe- respectable score." Because <laughs> no, you had started off by saying like, "Yeah, I didn't shoot very good." Oh yeah. You said my X count was shit, and then when I saw 25, I was like, "What?" I'm like, I was like, you're you're doing good. Yeah, and so I yeah, I felt like it wasn't. I didn't have a good a good round on the uh, on the second qualifier just because I you know shots weren't breaking. My timing was, or shots were breaking, but not with the timing that I wanted. You know, I'm still grinding that hinge game out, and so uh, you know it is what it is. But I mean, it, it takes work. I mean, it all takes work. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. 
But uh, after like we did our two qualifiers, we went to lunch. When we came back, I just blank bailed. You know, I saw you blank bail a little bit, and that kind of lit the fire under my ass. Like, let's get blank blank bailing, ugh, blank bailing going and getting that shot feeling good. Yep. Yeah, it was a good idea. That's why I did it. <laughs> That's why I did it. I'm full of them. Full of good ideas. Ooh, we're passing the Kuyu outlet right now. No, that's just a Kuyu sign. I like it. Kuyu's still an hour away. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit. I thought we were much closer to home. 1.5 miles. What are you talking about? An hour away. <laughs> so, uh, you know... I shot good on the second qualifier, you know, getting a 300 in competition as, as of right now is my goal is, is the only real goal I got for indoors just because, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be doing Vegas with, uh, some of these, some of the badasses that I can get on this show, but at least, at least putting a 300 down in competition is my goal. And so I was able to snatch that on the second qualifier and then it went right into after lunch, went right into the the match play that Doug had organized, and so Rudy, you you had to shoot matches early on in the match play. Was that to was that? Do you know what what position you were fighting for? Uh, I didn't even look, dude. I just did whatever Doug said. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Elliot said the same thing to me. Elliot was walking. He's like, dude, I'm just going through the motions, man. I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. <laughs> like, just tell me when you want where do why do you want me to stand and where to put the arrows. <laughs> That's what I told Elliot. I was like, dude, just listen for your name. All right. When they say your name, listen to that, where they're going to tell you to stand, and then you're good. And so it, you did good in your first match. You won your first match. Do you know? You remember who the guy was that you shot off against? Uh, Josh. Josh. And then your second match was against me, right? And uh, I luckily, I luck, I dropped a nine. You just happened to drop a few more nines and I got to skate by which is not the way I wanted to win but you know who's who's fucking counting you know what I mean All the people just gonna know I, I advanced so it was you versus me I got lucky I got to advance but fuck I had to advance to Randall and I don't know whoever's listening I know you guys if you're out of state you don't know who the fuck this guy is right but there's this big dude named Randall He's got a jersey on, and his name says nobody. You you will probably see uh, Randall in Vegas shooting the championship line. Randall has this ability to get almost like hot hands in poker, you know, where he just start, starts getting like really hot hands. And what happens is Randall starts shooting fat, fat strings of X's. And Rudy, you got to shoot with him today. You got to see Randall throw down some X's. The first game, he didn't shoot like to his potential uh-huh. and he, you tell he was pissed off and then he just laid out like just X after X after X after X and I was like oh shit yeah it's brutal it's brutal and you know for the past couple years now I've had to shoot off against Randall countless times and uh, you guys might have you know you guys might have someone like this at your local club or your local state shoots where it's like you are always seeing the same fucking guy when it comes to, you know, semifinals, quarterfinals, whatever. And for me and Randall, it's been years now. It's fu- like it's hitting this point where it's fucking years where I'm seeing this guy and we're shooting off for it's like, all right, bud, like whoever gets sent packing is pretty much fucking out of it, you know, or we're shooting off for first and second, you know what I mean? So 
it's crazy. When he's I, gotten you quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten me a handful of times. I think he got me in Fresno one year. He's gotten me at. Has oh, he got me at the Bay? Did he get? He got Austin. He got Austin. Today or at the Bay Area Open? At the, at the Fresno shoot. At the Fresno shoot. Yeah, man. Like, he's no one to sleep on at all. And I, I honestly thought, and like, not, not that I don't believe in you, but I was like, oh shit, I'm like. I'm like, I bet you Randall wins this one. I'm like, Wendell, Wendell, Wendell's uh, not in good practice right now, and the nerves are going to get to him. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh man, Randall, Randall's advancing, and then you you pulled it off. So yeah, well, my my mental game is definitely shit, and so the thing that I had working for me is that they weren't counting X's right in our shoot off. They you just doing three ends. If your score is a ninety, then you go to one arrow closest to middle, and so <clears throat> I, I'm pretty sure Randall hit more X's than me going into this and we went to one arrow shoot off we both shot identical I think mine was like a low X his was like a nine o'clock X identical spacing to the outside line um, Randall told me in private he was like you know I think your arrows closer and I can tell you why when these guys are done judging and they, they, just, they just said shoot again and so I never got to hear Randall's explanation but we went back and I told Randall we had a heart to heart I can tell you that it was probably good <laughs> We can, uh, me and Randall had like a heart to heart where I was like, you know, Randall, it's like, I, I'm always fucking doing battle with you one way or another. And at this point, it's like, I know exactly what you're going through every time you're shooting. And I was like, if you win, I'm, I'm honestly happy for you, dude. And it was, I had, you know, I rubbed some gay on him and, uh, yeah, you did. And, uh, we went to the one arrow shoot off and the second one arrow shoot off, I got him. Uh, it was kind of funny because <clears throat> when Randall hits these long strings of X's, we always talk about him having some good juju and you were rubbing like your arm on him and you were like i want to get that good juju and i was like hey you can't get that because we were about to we were about to shoot off against each other i was like you can't get that good juju without me and then i ran over there and i started rubbing on randall i actually like turned my back to him and started rubbing my my back on up on randall's shoulder and he's like what the fuck are you guys doing and like everyone's watching this and we're like oh we're just getting some of uh, randall's juju over here <laughs> and we're just like rubbing all over our bodies like all over him and you could tell like randall's a mormon so he don't take, I'm sure he was fucking ultra confused or like, oh, what's happening right now? What's happening? Oh, it was good. It was yeah, good. that shit was really funny, dude. I thought that was hilarious. So, I don't know. Um, you know what? It was when we got back from lunch, dude, and we started this match play, and people were kind of talking about being nervous. <laughs> dude, whether or not I have, you know, intrusive thoughts of like, oh, don't fuck this up or whatever. I was having so much fun today that I had this moment where I was like, I will never stop doing this. I had so much fun seeing our friends like Brian Webb and Brent Brown. Brent Brown shot a 300 in the first qualifier. Brent Brown is fucking killing it this indoor season. And he's doing it with a Stratos. I don't know how the fuck that's going. I don't know how the fuck he's doing that, but he's doing it. Um... Me and Brian Webb won money. We got second place for the team blind draw. And that was awesome. And it was just, uh, it was just, I, oh, it was weird. While everyone was talking about nerves, I was just having this revelation that I have so much fun doing this. And I just can't wait to, I just can't wait to shoot again, man. I, I love indoor. You know? Yeah, no, I, I had a really great time. Sometimes I get a little, have a little bit too much fun. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, 
don't pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> it happens, dude. It's easy to get carried away. Well, it's a double-edged sword for me because, like, everyone's always like, Rudy, you need to smile more. And I'm just like, when I try to be serious and try to focus on what I'm doing, everyone thinks I'm fucking pissed off. And then I'm like, <laughs> so then I'm like, so then I, so then I turn on the Rudy charm and then everyone's like, oh, it's great. And then I shoot like shit. <laughs> it's I'm like, like so, one or the other. Can't be both. So it's like, yeah, it's either one or the other people. <laughs> That's funny, dude. So... Uh, back to the story. I, I ended up getting Randall with a one-arrow shoot-off, all right? This We've already established Part that. two. And then, I know, I mean, it's no big deal. Who cares, right? And then uh, and then I ended up going to, uh, <laughs> it'd be funny if I bring that up, like, every five minutes. Like, I finally got Randall again. But it's no big deal. You know, who cares? It's not, yeah, whatever. It's like, I benched 225, but who cares? It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, after Randall, I had to go up against Elliot Peters. The guy, the Kingslayer, the guy who won the uh, the Bay Area Open, and honestly, I felt no what's the word trepidation. I had, I felt no anxiety about going against Elliot. I knew I was just had to get my if I get my hinge to break um, in a decent amount of time, the arrow's going to be in the middle. And Elliot dropped a nine on his uh, I think his second arrow I think was a nine. And he was like, fuck, you know, I, I could see it. He had this, like, let down feeling. And I told him, I said, hey, man, there's there's three ends. A lot can happen in three ends. And sure enough, end two, I, I threw a nine. And end three, I threw a nine, and Elliot advanced, and I was fucking packing, pretty much. And then Doug told me, he was like, hey, don't pack your shit up. You're, you know, you're out for, that was the match to go to gold. So that would be the semifinal match, right? So Elliot went to gold against Caleb Cuiocho. And then I had to battle against uh, Austin Watts for, what would they call that? For bronze, I guess? Bronze medal match. Yeah, yeah, bronze bronze medal match, exactly. And so, <clears throat> trying to keep the intrusive thoughts out because I've, I lose to Austin just thinking in my head. It's the same thing that got me with fucking Stefan Hansen. It's the, you can't beat this guy, you know? And I've beat Austin a bunch in the past, but as of right now, like, Austin shoots such an amazing shot. He can pull off such amazing, you know, middle that uh, I get it in my head that it's just like, I can't, you can't, can't compete with these young guys, you know? And uh, so me and Austin did battle. And did we go to one arrow shoot off? I think we went to one arrow shoot off and I didn't even shoot next. I just shot a 10 and Austin shot next. Whereas like before, you know, it's, we, I was doing good. Close to the middle. We're getting a lot of that action going today. So, uh, it's cool. You know, I lost to Austin again, but what you going to do? I had so much fun today. Uh, with the way, um, wilderness does the payouts. All the money that went into the uh, registrations came back out for payouts. Did you hear Doug saying that? Yeah, basically, uh, the shop donated the range for the day. That's awesome. So that they didn't have to pay any of the any of the registration fee. Didn't none of the registration fee went to the shop for range time. It was all going back to the shooters. And I think these guys, these shop owners that do this, this is some really generous stuff. I fucking love it because the money goes back to, you know, money goes back into the shooters, and it, it elevates the, it, it heightens the pressure for everyone that wants that money, you know what I mean, it's, what do you think, Rudy? Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to win, you know, so, 
more people will turn out when there's a payout. Yeah, yeah, and the, the payout's fat, especially this shoot where they do it. So basically, this shoot goes, um, like, you, whatever you placed for qualifying on the first qualifier, you'll get paid out first through sixth, I think. Second, um, then they do a team blind draw where they'll, they'll draw two names, and the three top three places pay out for there. Then the second qualifier, they got a payout. Then they got the uh, blind draw payout for the second they basically, qualifier. They basically pay out for each game. And then yes. also add a team uh, component to each game. Mm-hmm. And then there's a payout for the shootout. Yeah, payout for the shoot, for that, for the match play. So I thought that was awesome, dude. Like, I used to think it was dumb at first. You know, like I was like, man, I was like, every, like I thought it was like... Like, why not just pay, like, the overall winner of the whole thing, you know, more, uh-huh. like, and then, now that I think about it, like, it kind of, uh, it kind of re, re, uh, like, if you didn't shoot so hot in the first game, it kind of gives you another chance to sort of redeem yourself and maybe mm-hmm. get some payouts. So, like, I think, uh, I think it keeps you, uh, you don't get defeated so soon, so quickly. Right, right. If you didn't shoot so hot in one game, you can move on to the next one. Well, I didn't get that first game. Maybe I could try the next one. Yeah. And I, or I could try again on the shootout. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down, but I'm not out, you know. It helps keep that mentality. And so, uh, Elliot Peters went on to do battle with Caleb Cuiocho again. Um, and, and he ended up taking it. Uh, Elliot first, Caleb second. So, I mean, Caleb shot so effing good today. He shot two 300s back-to-back, you know. And did you see his targets? Yeah. Fucking X City, that kid shot. Uh, <laughs> it is so funny because the second one, I took a picture with him when we were holding our targets, and Linda handed him both targets, and I was like, "Oh man, you need to have him hold two targets." He shot a twenty-seven X on the first game. He shot twenty-seven X. Yeah. God damn. I know his second, the second qualifier, he shot twenty-three X because he told me he goes, "Oh, he's like you beat me," and I was like, "I didn't beat you, man." I was like, "I'll I'll trade two X's for two three hundreds any day of the week, man." You know so. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Caleb's such a beast, and uh, his dad Chase is such an awesome supporter. Like he, it got me thinking about other kids that shoot this sport really well, like Liko and uh, Bodie. And it's like those kids don't get to that level without supportive parents, you know. And I think, and it's it's crazy because it's not support like you have to fucking do this, you know. It's just support like if you want to do it. I got your back for as long as, as far as you want to take it, you know? As far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. As far as we know. Like, we don't know the, the ins and outs and the what have you, what have you. but... I'm just and, waiting for the VH1 story. <laughs> <laughs> Where Bodie's like, yeah, dude, and then when I was in my teens, I got addicted to heroin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know? What it was, was all because... What, what was that? that? What was that series called? Was it behind the... Uh, behind the Blow. Is that what it was behind the blow? I, yeah. I'm thinking of like the ES, there was like an ESPN one about um, is it called behind the ball? I don't know. Or it was like Mark Vigno. Everything was going good and then yeah, it's like I was on cloud nine, fucking crushing it, and then I started partying. And my parents were secretly stealing my money the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all that. So man, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail that. I was just. No, no, that's good. I, I like where we're going. I, I was thinking of Mark Marinovich. I don't know if anyone follows football. I don't. I was thinking more like Macaulay Culkin. Did his parents pill for his money? Uh, yeah, I heard he got screwed pretty bad. Damn, dude. Dane Cook, the comedian. Not just by Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh! Wah, wah, wah. That was funny. That was good. 
shit, now I'm really derailed. <laughs> I, I don't even... Fuck, whatever I was about to say, fuck it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dude. Caleb's got a super supportive dad. And uh, I think that's awesome. Like, the way... Caleb's dad supports him, for me, is a model for how I'm going to support my daughter in whatever, you know, I mean, it's got to be archery, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just joking, whatever is she decides. Is that a helicopter right here? <laughs> oh, I'm, that's me. Well, whatever she decides she wants to do, I'm definitely going to be that, le- I'm, you know, I have, I have Chase's phone number, so I can just call him and be like, what would you do? Ballroom dancing? Not that. Not ballroom dancing, not interpretive dancing. Anything else, sky's the limit, you know? But no fucking... No lesbian sports. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, I'm sorry, see how quick I'm trying to get canceled here. So yeah, uh, Elliot Peters takes it. That's two indoor events under his belt. Um, like we said earlier, Elliot's shooting on Wilderness. Mark Rubio made it very clear, like, hey, Wilderness just won this event again. I was like, that's pretty sweet. That's cool. I had to shoot off with, uh, what? I had to shoot off with Caleb for something. What were we shooting off for? Maybe uh, the second, uh, second qualifier? I think it was for, uh, for placing, placement. Just for, for placement in the brackets? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when Caleb beat me, I think we did with closest to middle shoot off and he beat me. It was like a year ago, all over again, where I was the fucking bad guy. Like, how is that kind of... Am I the bad guy? Well, yeah, because you're talking about crushing children and stuff with your bare fist. <laughs> Dude. Dude, our funny Barry. Oh, Barry. Barry fucking oh, had God. to shoot. I'm not going to say who you're shooting against, but he was shooting against a younger shooter, and after Barry won, he was like, ha-ha, take that, you little fucker. And I was just like, damn, Barry. Damn. Yeah, I, think, I think Barry said, he's like, he's like, I'm, uh, I'm not afraid to say it because I can definitely take him. Yeah, he was like, I'll fuck this kid up if he wants to go to the blows, dude. I'll fuck this kid up. And I was like, God damn. Barry's a beast. That's Barry Smith, everyone. He's a machinist. If you catch him on Instagram, you can ask him to make you custom shit. He'll he'll make it because he's a damn good machinist. So, you guys, uh, look him up. Barry Smith. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people don't know that his, uh, his actual last name is McCockiner. But he had to change it um, just for professional reasons. It's hard for him to get a job. So anyway, is that Irish? Yeah, I think I thought it was um, Polish, but oh, Polish. Yeah, yeah. but you know, who cares? Um, let's see, what else do we got? <laughs> Dude, I have in my notes: call Rudy a big dumb queef. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought notes? I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I make notes about this stuff. I said, uh, Rudy, don't speak out against the liberals, or the Clintons are gonna hit you with grave digger. You know. The- In my notes, all it says is try not to strangle Wendell <laughs> once today. <laughs> I know. I'm always on guard. In the car. Anyway. Uh, anything else, Rudy? Yeah. Anything else to add to that? No, man. That was a good time. Uh, thanks to Mike at Wilderness for continuing this tradition this would actually be the first annual yes. memorial shoot for Todd yes because it's the first after after Todd yeah. and um, I want to say thanks to Randy Long and, and Doug Rosen because you know they they did the legwork for it you know at, at the end of the day like I was just super stoked to be there for that because like Todd was such a great dude and you know everyone who was there today 
um, was the first, got to be a part of the first memorial for him. And that's a, a big deal considering what Todd has done for like target archery in Northern California. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds to me like I, I only knew Todd for two years. So I came in very late, you know, after everyone uh, got to know him already. And I only talked to him at this shoot in particular. Um, so, you know, I did not get to know him like everyone else did. He was really cool to me. Um, but it sounds like, from what everyone says, he really fostered uh, the love of the game for a lot of people. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, they, they had a kind of shadow box uh, memorial up on the wall with his jersey and his release and all the, all the belt buckles and medals that he won. It was pretty cool. So, I can, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I hope that I could influence people in the similar way that uh, Todd did. I don't, I don't think I can because it sounds like he, he helped build some champions. <laughs> and, and he was actually nice. He was actually nice. I, I'm just doing some dick jokes here and there. So, um, But, man, the guy left one hell of a legacy, you know. It's, uh, it's kind of cool to, I guess, be a, not a part in it, but be an observer of it. Yeah, it was, I, I, I just want to like. Uh, I think uh, for me, it's honor Todd. The best way to honor Todd is to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, and just be good ambassadors of the sport. Yeah, keep shooting your bow. You know, in the words of the great Rubio. You know what's funny? Uh, we're gonna stray off topic a little here. You know, Rubio's thing is shoot your bow. He told me he's been tweaking on his Matthews bow. He's like, I made some adjustments here and there. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. No, he's not just out there shooting his bow. That's a lie. He knows something that we don't know. He's He's got some secret tuning techniques that he's not sharing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew it. So, with that, that marks the end of my indoor season. Um, you know, uh, but check this out. It ain't over for everybody. Vegas is coming up. I want everyone to keep your shit together. I'm going to keep my bow set up for indoor so I can keep answering questions about, uh, you know, Vegas-type stuff. Oh, you know what? I actually do have a listener question that pertains to outdoor that we can share together. After Vegas, there is going to be the um, USA Archery indoor event that's going to go down all over the, you know, all over the country. Ours will be in Sacramento at that big airplane hangar. So, uh, that'll be tight. That USA Archery event is going to be 23 diameter arrows, as Rudy just pointed out to me before I hit the uh, pause button. So, if you guys are going to that, uh, make sure you dial in for, for 23 diameter arrows. That is actually the place that I got to interview Caleb Cuiocho, uh for the first time. Yeah, make sure to bring your politically correct pants and... Uh, no camo. No camo and wear your Biden Kamala Harris shirts. Yep, they don't want to see even, they don't even want to catch a whiff of your conservative ideology, so you leave that shit at home. Yep. <laughs> Which is why I ain't going. <laughs> That's why you ain't going? Dude, I would go. I would still go. Shit, if I can talk killer into it, I might even go. So anyway, we got a listener question. I've been, uh, you guys have been sending me questions. A lot of them I've just been answering on the side. I've been sending you messages back personally um, and not airing them on the show. And I think I might be doing a disservice to everyone else that has those questions. Hold on one second. 
much of this didn't get recorded. Oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, all right. So, listener question. All right. Uh, it's from my man, Cloyd Markham. He said, he, he's like a long-range rifle guy. And he says, what type of field points do you use? Screw, glue, etc. I noticed where Easton is looking now at ballistic coefficient because in tip design on their screw-in match grade points. In my unknowing mind, I think ballistic coefficient of an arrow should be important. The more wind slash distance, the more it should come into play. Have you tried different point designs at the same grain and seen a difference? If so, at what distance? Thank you, Cloyd. Rudy, what do you think? I don't think the shape of the point matters. I don't either. All right. The reason for that is a bullet is going through the barrel of a gun. It's spinning and requires the spinning to stabilize itself. Whereas with an arrow, the arrow stabilizes on with the drag of of the uh, the uh, the veins on the arrow. So the field point, whatever point you're using on the arrow, doesn't really matter. What matters, and the only reason people use pointy ones compared to like, a, let's say, a blunted or like a you know, a, you know, like a bullet type point, is uh, in 3D or in art, and uh, where you're shooting multiple different types of targets or multiple arrows in one target. The point helps bust through the the arrows. Yeah, uh, you get less deflections. Yeah, so like not 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 the same. Uh, arrow arrow is flexing through the air. What makes what makes uh, an arrow, uh, what what gives you the best uh, ballistics out of an arrow, uh, for lack of a better term, is going to be spine, and the right uh, front of center combination with that. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Cloyd, here's what I know. All right, is that the Eastern Engineers designed the X10 point and the uh, the old ACE point to be the ballistically coefficient like superior point um it looks like a teardrop basically you remember that rudy the old x10 points yeah but check this out uh when they built the tungsten point they went to something different entirely the tungsten point as a whole different design um and they did away with i remember that steve uh what's his name steve anderson was saying they did away with the bulge, basically, the bulge shape. And they just found that they didn't lose anything. They didn't really lose any accuracy going from that to a just regular conventional pointed shape that's on the tungsten points. So it I don't think I don't think point design plays into you know whatever ballistic coefficient. I think uh, with the point design and everything like that, with the shape of it, with tungsten the tungsten points are a lot smaller because the, the the weight is more um, tungsten takes up less space compared to like a stainless steel point. Um, but I think because on that X10, the, the, the shank of the, of the, uh, of the, of the point is so long, they had to put some mass in the, in, in that point. Um, so by making it rounded, I think that just helps with pulling it out of the target. Easier. Right. Otherwise it would come out being a, they, it's the way they had to design it for tungsten. Um, tungsten is smaller with a shorter shank, so no need for a big bulge. No need to put more mass into the outside of the arrow because there's not a lot of shank there. Yeah, but I do believe that the the original X10 point was done in that teardrop design for aerodynamic efficiency. Possibly, but I don't think it matters. No. And I could be be 100% wrong, but the thing is is that uh, 
I don't think anybody out there right now who's shot, you know, these almost perfect scores are worrying about the shape of their field point. Correct. Correct. So, Cloyd, I think you could get away with um, not worrying about that. I like glue-in points over screw-ins, but, shit, I just saw Elliot Peters destroy the world with screw-in points, you know, at uh, at least at the Bay Area Open. I didn't, I didn't eyeball his arrows on this one. But, uh, like Rudy said. A, an arrow that has a wobble in it or has a field point that's bent or damaged, now that's going to mess things up because of what it's going to do to the arrow. Yeah, now you're going to have something that doesn't fly as smooth and straight as it could be. Um, you know, Rudy, you were talking about spine, but I know some good shooters that don't believe spine is as important as let on. Do you, you, well, what are your thoughts on that? Well, with a compound, you can you can tune your arrow to react the way you want it to. So, yeah, maybe the spine doesn't have to be 100% correct like it is with a recurve, uh-huh. but... Um, the compound we can get away with a lot of you know tuning and yeah so, that we need to get the arrow to fly straight yeah so cloyd you know you can run an arrow that i would i would say you can go one spine stiffer than whatever charts or archers advantage say all right you just got to figure out what your bow likes because for whatever reason like i like i shot the stratos a little bit bef- uh, outdoors before the indoor season um for me the little bit weaker arrow shot better than the stiffer arrow and uh whereas uh the invicta with spirals like the stiffer arrow yeah that's true that's true uh uh, i mean one way that you can test that is by turning your your weight you know your limbs down and shooting a group and seeing what the group looks like and then turn them up when you dial your your limbs out what you're doing is essentially stiffening your arrow and then as you turn the limbs in increasing your poundage you're weakening the arrow you know or at least the relative to if you're going if you're starting with an arrow that's overly stiff already then it really you know it's going to be overly stiff uh would you agree with that rudy yeah i think uh i agree with that but at the end of the day when we say spine doesn't matter when we're tuning our bow that's all we're doing is we're 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 biasing the arrow to react the way we want it to react so, so spine does play into the, that is a, an effect. Yes. Yes. I, and I would agree with that. Um, you know, I've shot really good scores with uh, marginally weak or slightly weak. I think is marginally greater than, I think slightly weak is where I, I shot like field nationals at. Um, but this year I'm going to try to go, go a little stiffer. Like I normally shoot 500 spine arrows. I'm going to shoot 400s this year and I'm just going to tune yeah, tune accordingly. Tune for a bullet hole or tune for a bear shaft at 60, I think, is going to be the game plan. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. I think, Cloyd, also, uh, proper vein, you know, you know, fletching your, your, your shit up with the right veins uh, so you're not making, like, wild contact on stuff is going to be important. I think a little bit of blade contact's okay, but uh, Brian Webb just showed me, like, the way you fletch your even like your indoor arrows up if you just fletch them up properly not go too heavy on helical um you can run a blade cleanly you know you can shoot arrows without fucking making fat ass marks on your blade so uh you know we'll, we'll get into that when we start getting closer to outdoor season I'll, I'll do some stuff doug actually told me that he thinks i should start a youtube channel I don't think you you have the body for YouTube. I don't think I got the face for YouTube. I got a face for radio, man. 
I thought he was just joking with you. I didn't know if he was serious or not. I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to him and say, he, well, he said maybe I could do instructional videos, but there's so many, honestly, guys, there's so many instructional videos out there already. Every topic's been covered, like ad nauseum. A lot of the stuff I bring you guys is stuff that I've learned through people or through videos and then have, you know, figured out which videos are bullshit and which ones are, you know, have more application to it. So, you know, we'll go off of that. Uh, Cloyd, I hope that helps. Um, I was going to say, if you run, if you have like a regular draw length, like most people, throw 130, 120, or 140 in the point. It's all going to be groovy. Uh, cut the arrow to about an inch in front of your blade. Fletch it up nice uh, with some decent veins that ain't going to hit anything. And you're, you're going to be good to go. I, you really can't. <clears throat> in the past, I've been guilty of overthinking this thing. And I, especially with indoor arrows. I've overthought the shit out of, out of arrow build because it's fun. But uh, at the end of the day, if you just build some some good ass arrows, they're gonna fly good, as long as the bow's tuned for it. Wouldn't you agree, Rudy? Yep. Sweet. Well, thank you, Rudy, for fielding that question with me, Cloyd. I hope you enjoy. Um, thanks for the question. And if anyone else has questions, bring them my way. I'm gonna start getting more listener questions back into the into the flow of things, and I'll stop, you know, stop hoarding them to myself. Let me see if I got another one. Damn, you know, I think that's it, man. Uh, I think we might have had a mic cut out somewhere in here. I'll try to make the audio as good as possible for you guys, but if it did, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, shit. I don't know how much of this I want to cut because this was a good one. Rudy, thank you for being a guest for two concurrent episodes of the Archery Unfiltered podcast. You got it, man. This is the first time I've had you on this year. You know that? This year, but I think I've probably been on more than anybody. You, you have been on a lot. And uh, I gotta say, I, I enjoy your, I enjoy your uh, candid, deadpan, no nonsense personality. I, I'm glad that you enjoy my no nonsense personality. It balances the show out. It does because I'm like probably the only person that's not afraid of you. Who the fuck's afraid? No one's afraid of me, dude. Oh yeah, I'm sure everyone's afraid of you because. They want they want to be as good as Wendell, or they want to be Wendell's buddy, and I'm like the only one that's like, yeah, Wendell's all right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you guys know that being afraid of me is it's like, fucking stupid. It's like when you look over the fence and you go, man, like it'd be really cool if I was over there on that side of the fence. Well, I'm on that side of the fence. It's good. It's all right. It's not what you think it is. Okay, I'm cool with everybody. It's not hard to be friends with me. Just don't be fucking an asshole. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. All right? I don't think anybody could put up with whatever the fuck's coming out of your shoes right now. <laughs> well, oh, man. I don't know if I want to get into... I do have some bones to pick with some people, and I'm going to do it publicly, but I don't know if we're going to do it now. You know? Save the grinding of the axe for later. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good day. It's been a lot of fun. And I don't think people listen to this show to hear talk, you know, shit talk. Anyway, who could we talk shit about? Oh, Chris Schaff just won names with a PSE. How about that? There you go. How about them apples? Um, do they have apples in France? Yeah, dude. They're called the palm. That's how you say an apple in France and French. Um, yeah, fucking uh, Chris Schaff, dude. Throwing down with a PSE. I mean, that's not shit talk. I can't talk shit to Christoph is like literally the dude that I idolized before Bob Eiler was invented. I don't know. You used to get kind of crazy about uh, 
pretty much everybody that was a pro. No, that's not true. That's not true. There's, I, I dislike most pros. I thought you were like more on the Mike Schlosser like bandwagon. I was. I was until I stopped. I, I lost the ability to hold massive amounts of weight, and then I was like, man, who the fuck else is out there? I can, I can check out. That's funny. Gaius Carter. Gaius Carter's cool as fuck. They yeah, Gaius is a cool dude. Yeah, except his uh, draw length is too long, so I really can't identify with him. And that's for regular people. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. I think uh, maybe stop identifying and just start being <laughs> who you are. <laughs> hey, truer, truer words have never been spoken. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, the show is brought to you by Carbon Craft Stabilizers. Oh, shit, I didn't give John Scar his Conquest bars back. I, test, I tested out some Conquest bars, the uh, 500s against the Carbon Craft. Not even a fair comparison, dude. Like I, I was shocked. Stiffness yeah, stiffness-wise, Carbon Craft beats them outright. Um, but it's a 500. It's like a hex, it's a micro diameter bar. So it's not... I don't think it's an apples-to-apples apples comparison. I would like to test the, the 747 or 750, whatever they call them. Yeah, without, without making like pretty much a solid carbon bar in the narrow diameter, which would probably not be a joy to shoot it's really hard to get stiff i think without yeah yeah i, I would agree so slightly larger diameter just seems to be you know the the money the ticket yeah slightly larger diameter yeah i, I mean doinker did it years ago with the the fatty did you remember when they made the fatty bar yeah. that's supposed to be the stiffest bar like in existence but i tell you man the original the original spider bar was really good the their their fatty their big one uh-huh before they went to like the podium like that that stabilizer was money i i have one of those in my basement i should test that you should definitely test it i bet you that one probably stands up to the carbon stands up to the test all right all right i'll test it i still have john's bars now so i can actually do a deflection test with the uh conquest and measure it and uh, i show you guys what i'm talking about yeah i'm sure i'm sure uh, scott bomar will tell you you're doing it wrong no scott loves me me and scott bomar are tight so he's behind me 100 percent of the way yeah, but that could still that still doesn't nope. tell you you're wrong. Nope. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> so I'll try to get those videos up for you guys so you can see some shit. Carbon craft stabilizers. Uh they did good today. And DMB Custom Coatings. Yep. DB Custom Coatings. Our friends Darren and Bet out of Napa. They are Saracoting bows. They are Saracoting bows a lot lately. So there's some cool bows coming down the pipeline. Uh Darren just did some American flag bows that we'll get some pictures up on uh my archery unfiltered page on facebook you guys check that out i'd be able to put up on my instagram my instagram's lacking lately so i apologize for that yeah and darren just had surgery right now too so he's a little bit behind schedule but he's still seracoting like mad even with his fluckered up shoulder he probably shouldn't be (laughs) now's the time when we get him to seracote a bow for me (laughs) when he's at his most painful Uh, hit him up anyway. Darren will do it. He just did two bows this last week. He did Wade Wade Smith of Bright Strings, uh, Invicta or Stratos. One, one of this his Hoyt bow. So, um, and aside from that, you got anyone else to add? Nope. You oh. dumb motherfucker. Oh, yeah. West Coast Archery. <laughs> well, we yes, of course. For all your all your archery supply needs, please go to West Coast Archery Shop. Yep. Yep. Our uh, West Coast Archery Shop dot com, and uh, when you call West Coast, ask for Rudy or Austin, Hans, or Adrian. Yeah, I like Adrian the best. She's my favorite, but uh, I like Hans second. Yeah, I'd I'd that'd be 
be the following order. <laughs> the other the other two, Shrek and Donkey, yeah, you call them whenever, but <laughs> but Hans and Adrian are my two faves. We're, we're just filler. <laughs> you guys are filler for that shop, just to keep the room warm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, West Coast Archery, guys. Give them a call. Like I said before, Hans did not like the fact that I was shooting an elite bow, but he said, Wendell, get people. If you can get people to buy an elite bow here, I will keep you on staff. That he wasn't fond of you doing that. He just said, "Oh, the midget wants to shoot the short one, <laughs> the long one." Sorry. <laughs> so, if you guys are interested in getting an elite bow, get it from West Coast and uh, prove to Hans that I know what I'm talking about. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, I wore my West Coast T-shirt today when I threw down my 300. That was the highest X 300 I think I've thrown down in competition. So, I'm happy this year or this season. Yeah. Yeah, this season definitely. Um, so I'm happy for that. It's a good way to go out. I didn't go out on top, but I went out on my shield. And uh, as an American, I believe it, it's the only way to to go down uh, and to go down in flames is to go down fighting. That's more of a Spartan antidote. Uh, actually, I used to have a friend named Chad. Uh, what was Chad's last name? Do you remember Chad? Which Chad? He actually ran the the West Coast out in Dixon. Oh yeah, Johnson. Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson. He told me once. When we were at a USAT, because um, we were doing, we had made it to you know match play, the match play in the SoCal Showdown. And I said, Chad, you're not nervous? Like you got to shoot against some beasts? And he's like, No, man. He's like, Win or lose, you go out on your shield. We're Americans. And I was like, Fuck yeah, dude. That was three years ago, and I'm still talking about it to this day. Yep. But that comes from the Spartans. Either you had to come back. Either you come back came back without your shield you're basically not a man you weren't a warrior it's not the vikings i'm pretty sure it came from the spartans can someone fact check that for me i don't i don't have a fact checker like joe rogan yeah someone uh someone please do that well i mean no american soldier ever carried a shield so it makes sense but it's the sentiment you know sentiment is there yes god bless america yeah that and shoot them when you see the whites of their eyes if america was around back in the day the spartans would have been american you think so I don't know. Maybe. You know what? I I don't think America. Even if Americans were around back in the day, I don't think we'd ever carry shields because we're not fucking pussies. I don't know. I I think you should probably end it now. Because all right, guys, that's the end of the show. Good night. All right, guys. Before I let this episode go, I just wanted to clarify. I think I made some mistakes uh, in regard to the last um you know how me and rudy were talking about the single eliminations um let me start from the what is this quarterfinals quarterfinals would be caleb versus austin so austin took caleb quiocho in a one arrow shoot off then it went to barry smith and Braden, which is who's austin's little brother um Braden ended up beating Barry by two points. So that uh, advanced Braden. I shot off against Randall. Uh, we tied. Actually, Randall had a higher X count, but they don't count X's at that point. Went to one arrow shoot off, which I took. Um, then Elliot, uh, Elliot Peters, our Kingslayer, went up against Heather, uh, Heather Gore. Um, she shot an 88X. Elliot shot 90. Elliot advanced. And then that put us into the semifinals, Austin versus Braden. 
uh, older brother versus younger brother. Braden takes that one in a huge upset, um, sending him into the uh, finals. Um, Wendell versus Elliot. Elliot takes Wendell out, sending Elliot to the finals where it was Braden versus Elliot. And our Kingslayer, Elliot Peters, takes the win again. I just wanted to clarify because I think when I was with Rudy, we had said um, that it came down to Caleb and, um, you know, uh, <coughs> Caleb and Elliot again. And it was actually a little different the way this one played out. Uh, I should say that Caleb Quioch is the only cat that shot a back to back 300s. So super impressive. Mr. Quiocho, <laughs> giving us all something to strive for. Um, yeah, uh, guys, next event's Vegas, so I want you guys to get your head on straight, okay? Uh, I want you guys to go out there focused and positive, and I want you guys to remember this clip. It can be done. Do you believe it, Bob? Believe it? I don't know, Charles. Huh? I don't think it'll work, Charles. It will work! No. It will work! What one man can do, another can do. You can't kill the bear, Charles. He's... He's ahead of us all the time. It's like he's reading our minds. He's stalking us, for God's sakes! He... You want to die out here, huh? Well, then die. I tell you what, I'm not gonna die. No, I'm not gonna die. No, I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it, I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it, I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it. Say I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it. I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it again. I'm gonna kill the bear. And again. I'm gonna kill the bear. Good. What one man can do, another can do. What one man can do, another can do. Say it again. What one man can do, another can do. Say it again. What one man can do, another can do. Yeah. You're goddamn right. Today, I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. It can be. Damn, guys. That scene gives me goosebumps every time. I feel like I could. Uh... <laughs> I feel like I can do anything after after listening to that. So I hope that hypes you guys up. Just remember what one man can do, another can do. And when you're on the line, kill the fucking bear. All right? Uh, good luck to everyone that's going to Vegas. I'll try to squeeze another podcast in before then. But if I don't, um, this is my, my send-off for you guys. Uh, everyone do well. Stay focused. Stay positive. Remember, you just got to hit tens. Okay, so don't beat yourself up if you're if you're not hitting all the X's you want. All right, just catch tens, make it to Sunday. Shoot, you know, get out clean. That's all you got to do, guys. So uh, from you know the bottom of my heart, uh, I'm a huge fan of all of you. Thank you guys for supporting me. I I hope somehow I can support you in the same way. Um, remember, guys, it's any dog's day. It's any dog's day. Don't count yourself out ever. And uh, if you get the chance, go kill that bear. Kill the motherfucker. All right? Peace out, everyone.